Welcome to the Cash Considerations Podcast. Today is Friday, April 2nd. It is Good Friday. It is also Final Four weekend. And it is also Marvin Gaye's birthday. If he were alive today, we got to shout him out. He would have been 81 today. So we got to welcome him, you, and the boys to this episode of Cash Considerations. Carl, at Carl Haskell is here. Carl, what's going on? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to Marvin. Nobody said it better. I was slow on the trigger there, but that's, uh, there you go. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) And that's that's the the producer Uh, and other co-hosts of the show, Newbie Talks, at Newbie Talks. Newbie, what's up, brother? Happy to be here, man. Always best part of the week. Cash considerations time. That's it, man. Uh, we got a Friday night show. You got the beer. You got the man bun. You got the Eagles shirt <laughs> on. Carl, for those of you at Carl Haskell, you can't see him because we still don't have the YouTube thing because our boy Sean, the man up at the, you know, at the top with all the controls, not you, Alvarez. We'll get to you later. It's the other Sean. Um You can't see Carl, but he has redone the entire home studio up in Wayne Manor, up in Boston. And my God, it looks like the Hall of Fame uh, right outside of Fenway. It's a fantastic job, Carl. Looks great. Thanks, man. I think I'm going to actually tweet the picture, tweet a picture out of it tomorrow. That's what you need to do. It came out great. Yep. Yes. Um, Very happy. I am Dave Sherapin, the sports book consigliere, consigliere, consig, all that other shit. It's at SportsBK Consig. There's a couple vowels in there. There's a couple missing, but it's all right there on Twitter. The show is at Cash Consid Show. All right, boys. The, the, this is the show. And tonight we're going to talk about, we're going to recap the Sweet 16, you know, recap our laying and take, and we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that one real fast. Then we're going to preview the final four. Um, in case you hadn't heard, there's two big games, and Listening to the show either late Friday night, early Saturday, you got to get those plays because we're going to play some laying or taking on sides and totals there. Um, then we're going to talk baseball. Like, it's baseball season. It is here. Um, it started. This is day two of 162, and we got, you know, sides. We got, we got season wins, division winners, predictions, things like that. What else would baseball talk be without talk of, you know, what what do you have at a baseball game when you go sit and watch a baseball game? You have hot dogs. And we have to have that addressed because what do you put on a hot dog is a very important part Uh. of attending a baseball game. So we got food guys, we got beer guys, and we got hot dog guys, and we're going to talk about that. Um, We're definitely going to mention hockey. There's been a few developments going on. So our pulling the goalie segment will still be around. The NBA, there's only one thing we can mention. Well, actually, no, there's a bunch, and we're going to mention that as well. Um, We have a kind of personal things. Like there's three of us here, but on Mount Rushmore, there's four people's faces. Um, We're going to probably mention Mount Rushmore and who you would put on your personal Mount Rushmore of sports from the city that you live in. We're going to discuss it from there. So, everyone, all of our listeners, shout out Atlanta, ATL, Cleveland, and Columbus, Ohio. I don't know what happened, how you found us, but keep on listening and keep spreading the word, you know, what's going on there. And, God damn, Colorado. 
Those are our three biggest markets, Denver, Centennial, Colorado, and there's one other city, Lakewood or something that keeps popping up. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you to all of you. And then at the end, you know what we're going to do. We always do our due. We take a minute, and the boys keep coming up with you. If nothing else, you got to fast forward to the take a minute segment <laughs> at the beginning before you go back and listen. So that's the format of the show. Um, let's just get it started. Oh, did I do that again? This is how we get it started. Did Marvin sing that song? Let's get it started. No, let's get it on. What's going on? I don't remember. I got them all written down here on the notes. You guys saw the notes. It's it's basketball. Like, all right, we got we got the final four. I'll go to you first, Noobs, before we – but, okay, I'll say it. I'll say it. Recap the later take segment there we from go. the last episode. That's yeah. where we got to start. Let's start right. there. Carl, right. go ahead. You got the numbers. You're 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 the Batman of the group. I know you got the numbers. Um, what what were the numbers, Carl? How how'd everybody do? Uh, well, let's see. You know, let's work from the bottom up. So, um, <laughs> you know, the consig would have bl- he probably would have blamed his youngest daughter for these oh, things. No. But I know she wasn't there during the show. We've got video evidence that she wasn't there making the picks. <laughs> but last week in laying and taking. Dave went three and five. And I don't think oh, that's there, baby. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how profitable you're going to be at three and five. But uh, coming up next, uh, two games ahead of Dave is newbie at five and three. Ooh, not bad. It's not bad. I don't know nothing about college basketball either. That's not bad. I mean, I, I I I feel like I gain ground a little bit once it uh, once you know the tournament actually starts taking ship shape, but. 62 shape, shape. either ship shape it's uh, ship, shape ship shape it up but uh but 62 and a half or yeah 62 and a half percent so uh so, so you know I'm above that 62 that's all you need to be that's all you need you great that's all you need yeah. and then that only leaves one person and that was me going 6 and 2 and I will take 6 and 2 any day especially in college basketball where I know Slightly less than newbie does. Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll take the six and two for the uh, elite eight last That's week. It's hard to do. Uh, yeah. So, all right, Mister Six and Two, what is yep. your takeaway from the Sweet Sixteen? Like, did you watch the games? And what was your one or two moments where you're like, "Damn, this is really fun to watch," or "Boy, I really nailed the shit out of that game." Yeah, when I. Uh, Last week I said I must have picked my bracket in 1983 because I was going with UCLA. <laughs> and, uh, you know, here we are, and I'm going to be looking at UCLA in a game here tomorrow night, uh, and it's shocking to me that they're playing. So I think that was the biggest thing I took away. Every, everybody was surprised. You know, nobody expects an 11 seed to make it to the Final Four. And then obviously the other two things is since the beginning of the season it's been Gonzaga and Baylor that everyone's been talking about anyway. So – Real surprise that uh, those two teams are there as well. Noobs, um, you know, we talked about it last week on WEU. We talked about it on the show last week. We looked at the numbers. We looked at the games. You watched the games. I mean, did you have a flag football game last week? No, no. I was uh, I was no. actually calling the state championship game. Redding High, Red Knights, state champions, baby. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. I was the good luck charm. I mean, it's my first year doing, uh, you know, the play-by-play stuff. 
get to call two state championship games. One of them win the state. So, you know, I'm not saying it's me, but I'm basically saying it's me. So no flag football <laughs> last week. So it was all basketball for me, man. And what a great slate of games. I, I mean, oh. I know that, sure, there was some of those blowouts. But still, the way that we got to the blowouts, like, sure, Baylor ends up covering against Nova. But that was a great game, too. That really, yeah. Baylor, they, they you saw a couple maybe different chinks in the armor there. But then they end up being Baylor, as, as, uh, as, as Carl, you know, has them winning the whole entire thing. He just has to keep on winning those fucking guys in New England, man. But... <laughs> <laughs> Main takeaway for me, and I think it was probably the takeaway for anyone, even with Baylor looking great, who the hell is beating the Zags, man? And, oh. and also, they are maybe, and I know prisoner of the moment, all that, they might be one of the best basketball teams, like, ever. Because they do everything the right way. They're so fun to watch. Like, if you're a, if you're a coach... You you put on Gonzaga and you say this is how you play basketball. You know what I mean? Like they they're a, a just incredible basketball team. So if you're even a peripheral basketball fan, watching Gonzaga this year has just been an absolute treat. And 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 they've only gotten better as this tournament has gone on, which is almost crazy to say. Yep, that was my takeaway. I got to really watch that game against USC, and you know you kind of saw what USC was doing early. They you know Mobley popped the kid right in the chin, and um, you know, said, all right, we're going to play a little bit of uh, street basketball. The kid goes to the sideline. You know what Fuse says. How's your tooth? Check your tooth. Okay. Get back in there. Let's yep. run them out the building. Let's run them out the building. And they kept making that extra pass. And Timmy started doing a thing with the stash and flexing his arm. That's awesome. Saying, hey, we're here. We're going to keep coming at you. You thought we were going to shoot threes. We're worried about you two trees inside. We're coming right at you. And that lead got away. I was watching that game in-game, and there was no point. Um, I was on the show on Sirius XM, 204 and uh, Sports Grid, and I kept saying 18 and a half, 19 and a half. And the guys were like, would you take it? Would you take it? I'm like, hell no. They're winning this game by 20. There's, I am not interested in USC until we get to 20. And that was like – that was the way you, you play basketball. That, that was the, the one first takeaway for me. The other one was UCLA's route to get there included that game against Alabama in which they were up three with two seconds left. Did not foul. The kid makes the, the three-pointer from 38 feet for Alabama, and now you got the dog ticket with UCLA, and you know what happens because – this is the newbie mush. This is the this is you you know you're done. As a dog going to overtime, you're toast. Listen, they beat Michigan State in overtime. They ain't beating Bama in overtime. I'm dead. I'm just hoping to cover. No, they kicked Alabama's ass in overtime. Wow. Holy shit. UCLA team's good. Then they go play Michigan. And that was that. That was like watching Hoosiers, but not the good Hoosiers, like the bad teams. <laughs> 51 to fucking 49. That was the final score. Oh, my Lord. Like, I was watching that in game, and that total closed 135, immediately got moved to 125, then went to 118, 116. It closed 101. There wasn't, I didn't see one number during the game that it went over. So, man, it's just one of those things that, like, there was a couple really good games. 
A couple really good stories. Zhu Zhang, I'm going to say that name forever just because it's fun. I say <laughs> Fennis Dembo all the time as a guy that, you know, made an impact on me. I can't wait to see Zhu Zhang tomorrow when he plays. I hope he scores a few times. But I think, man, we'll get to that here in a second. But I'll tell you what, it's been a fun tournament so, so far up to this point. I just uh, I don't know what to make of the games, so I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, let's just you know, let's just get to it in order of, of the games. First game Saturday, two fourteen Pacific start, five fifteen, five fourteen East Coast time is Baylor minus five. Totals one thirty five. Now this is this is interesting for the first time in this little bracket challenge that we did at WEU that Kendall is going to win, by the way. My seven-year-old Kendall is going to beat both of you when Gonzaga wins it all. I told her there had to be one thing. You had to make sure Gonzaga was your champion, and that still stands. So, laying or taking, I was down. But when it comes to the end, I'm going to be behind all the way, and then I got to pay Kendall $20 because she told me if I win – I got to get paid. She knows. That's what that's what happens. I'll go to you first, noobs, because you got the kooks in 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 the bracket. You have Houston mm-hmm. to win it all. Are you laying or taking five in the game? See, that's. I feel like I want to do the whole anti newbie mush thing, but oh boy, <laughs> but but at the, oh boy, but at the same time, like. I wish that this number was closer, like six and a half. Cause like mm-hmm. the thing that I hate about like a five in basketball is you get down to the fouls at the end of the game and you're covering the whole entire game and then boom, you're fucked. So I, I, I want to take Houston. I, I mean, I, I think that there's a potential if Jarreau just goes the hell off that they could actually beat Baylor. I think they could win this game outright. But is at that, that Al Jarreau? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's What's Marvin Gaye. They're they're related. Yeah, they're 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 related. Um, but uh, but but that's the thing is with this number, like just going playing numbers because that's what you have to do sometimes, and especially when you're like me and you like college basketball, but you don't know dick about it. You got to go by the numbers and five in college basketball in a Final Four. It's it says take Baylor, so I, I'm gonna take Baylor in this one. It's not anti newbie mush. It's just that's what the numbers telling me to do on this one. Well, you, you you shook the anti-newbie mush with the not taking Villanova for all the people listening to the show, you know, back home in the neighborhood and all the people listening in Pennsylvania. Brother Dan is listening to the show now in Philadelphia. I gave Love him it. a birthday shout-out last week. You know, he's 49, and he now he's listening to the Cash Consideration show. So, you know, we got people in Pennsylvania listening too. I know we got people listening in Boston, Carl. Um, I know we got people listed in some place in Laconia, New Hampshire. This, these, these other little New Hampshire places keep popping up now, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But you got Baylor winning it all. You said it at the all. beginning. You said it before. You say it now. Are you laying or taking Baylor minus five? Like Newby said, I hate five. Man, it's Brutal, like I hate. It? It's like I hate three during football season. I hate five during basketball season. Um, if this was five and a half or four and a half, I would, you know, feel better either way. And I still don't know who I like. I like Bear Little Win. Obviously, I have him in the bracket. And by the way, I left out when I gave the uh, results of the our bracket. 
that Noobie's girlfriend is beating you in the in the challenge as well. So I wanted to make sure you're. She's aware. hot. Shane, I don't mean hot. Like I mean, Noobie, she's hot. Hey, 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 hey that's yeah, Noobie's yeah. girlfriend. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, oh, oh, oh. we're all a family here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're fam, we're fam, everybody's fam, but like she's she's been picking the games pretty good. Her practice looks has pretty been. good. Yeah, yeah. Other than yeah. other than picking the Jayhawks to win it all, I still haven't let her win like live that down. Well, the bird was cute. Well, your bracket's right. fucking ass now because the bird was cute. <laughs> so, so so congratulations. <laughs> so anyway, I don't honestly uh, Baylor's going to win the game because I have them winning it all. So I have yep. to go there. I I haven't been mushing anyone, no. so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baylor. I'm gonna lay the five, I guess, because um, if I want him to win it all, I guess I want him to win this one by more than five. Right. All right, I am gonna make it. Uh, uh, all of us a unanimous decision. Oh. I really think I'm I'm nervous. Five is the bookmakers number that we go. Make it five and see what they do. Well. The book's made at five, but it ain't moved. Like, so this is one of those sweet spots. You're like, did we get this one right? Or does everyone really not know what to do? So depending on the book, you know, you don't have to move it. And depending on the game, you're getting equal action both sides. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. So I think that's what's happened. Now, the total in this game is 135. Mm. I'll reverse it. We'll swing it back this way. This game's going under. But all the games have been going under. There's been so many games that look, you know, have been played. And I I, I should have looked this up before the show, but I was doing a fucking hundred other things. Um, how many of the games have gone under this tournament? It's been a very successful tournament for the books because the games have been going under. And I, you know, sound like a broken record, but I like the under in this game. I think both teams play really good defense, team defense. Houston has very limited scoring. Baylor has a lot more options. They shoot the three. They're the best shooting team. Thanks. This is to be how Brad Howell, seven, my basketball guy who we do the show with on the game within the game. Baylor's the number one shooting three point shooting team in the country. Houston's the number one three point defense in the country. Immovable object, uh, immeasurable force, whatever that expression is. I think Baylor prevails. It's going to be ugly, though. It's going to be tough. So I'm going under. So I am on Baylor minus five. I'm going under 135. Uh, Carl, you are second here. What are you thinking in this game, total-wise? Yeah, same. Um, Might even be under 130. I mean, it's not going to be. Right. I don't see a lot of points being scored in this game. So, yeah, definitely under. Noobs. Well, even if Mush, you, even, you got? even if you, well, I'm sorry, I'm mushing you guys. I'm I'm under on this one too. But uh, so so oh, book it. Right. Go go Houston and and, and over like crazy. <laughs> and over. But uh, but the thing is, is even if you 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 factor out like like take out of it, um, you know the defense and the defensive statistics that bolster the play so much. Just look at the pace of play for the team that Baylor's playing. Like Houston isn't going to be pushing it against anybody. They way prefer those kind of grinded out, slow down half court games 
teams, and that's going to be tough for them to do against Baylor. So I think that this one's going under. I also think in the whole entire tournament, most of these games that have been played in Lucas Oil Stadium have gone under. It's just when you're when you're playing in a football stadium and the sight lines are so much different. That was something going into the tournament that I heard a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but the smart people talking about and pointing out that um, you know playing in a football stadium is different, and, and it's even different than playing in an arena. Um, so I think that's probably adding into why these things have been going under. But last thing, really on this game, I think I think Baylor covers this number and they cover it strong or. Houston wins outright. I don't really see a situation where like Houston falls in that number. So I, I think I think Baylor is going to be going around unless they they stop being able to shoot. I see them really kind of cruise into a victory in this one unless Houston can can make things tough for them and they do um, once they get in that half court actually be high selection on those shots. But I I want to see it happening because I would love if the Cougars uh, were able to do it for me. But um, I just I, I I don't I don't see how it happens personally. All right, well. Uh, yeah, pretty much punch your ticket. Houston probably wins in a route, 200 points scored. You're welcome. And, uh, yep, there you <laughs> go. Must myself, Ruby baby. has done it. Yes. Well, listen, genius, you genius, can't genius. even do it. You can't do it this time. Play, I can't. Play the drop again. I, I was talking. Oh, I right. got you. Genius, genius, genius. <laughs> well, you know, little deeds. Little deeds. Um, You can't push this next team. You can't do it. You, you ain't got the power in you. <laughs> To make UCLA beat Gonzaga. There ain't no way in hell. It'll be, listen, I said this earlier too this week on one of the shows that I did, either with Gabe or Cam or or Kevin and Donnie. I can't remember. Um, this would be maybe the biggest upset in Final Four that I can remember. Like, uh. I, I was young, but Villanova beating Georgetown was huge. But Villanova was in the Big East and was really, you know, I mean, they, they had a great season. So that wasn't I, – I, I don't know if that's the level. NC State, what they did against Houston, that was big. If UCLA beats the Zags outright, it will be a tremendous story. One of the biggest stories upsets in a long time. I It ain't no way in how it's happened. It's just not. I, and plus, as a sports fan, I wanted to see the Zags get to the last game. Uh-huh. The number is 14. The total's 145. Carl, you're first right now. Um, well, no, actually, you know what? We're going to swing it back. We're going to let Newbie go first because we're going to see what he says on the side. Are you laying or taking? With this fourteen point spread news, I don't. I mean, it, it's so high for a reason, right? It's making you say, yeah. "I can't be laying this in a Final Four game." But right. then you watch Gonzaga play, and you're like, "Fuck, I think I'm gonna lay this in a Final Four game." I'll, I'll do it. I'll lay the fourteen. Like I, I want UCLA to to have the amazing story. I love seeing the the dude they show in the in the crowd every single time. I don't know if that's somebody's you know dad or he's just oh, that's a life- Nick Cronin's dad. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was a, a lifetime basketball coach, and he's up in the up in the stands. Gotcha. Talking, yeah. So, so I, it's I, a great story. I love that part of it, but I just, I mean, the Zags—they're just—they're—they're—they're they're, they're a fucking buzzsaw, man. They're they're just rolling through competition. Like I said, they're only getting better, and also. 
the whole Cinderella part of UCLA, like, I get it. It's it's an amazing story and the upsets, and, and, but this isn't like a Cinderella story, in my opinion. Like, their 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 coach is getting paid, what, a couple, couple million dollars. They get recruits all the time. So this, this isn't like Loyola Chicago the first time that they were doing it or anything right. like that. So it's a fun story, but I'm ready for the story to come to an end because I want to see the Zags play for a championship because they're just so fun to watch. I had uh, our buddy Sean who's going to be a big part of the show moving forward. Uh, him and I had a discussion, and he said Gonzaga's an underdog. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? How is Gonzaga an underdog? He's like, it's a small Jesuit school in eastern Washington. Mm. He said, how are they doing this? How are they beating all these blue bloods? That's actually a pretty good take. I was like, wow. But they've been good now for a while. They figured it out. We're going to be a basketball school. We got a great coach. We got kids that will stay. We get – you know, kids that want to be here, whatever, they buy in. So, I mean, it can happen, but the story's incredible. They could be one of the undefeated teams of all time. And, and they're up in this Eastern Washington. Like, it's crazy. But I'm laying it, too. I, I, I the, the number for me to go, all right, I would entertain UCLA is 15. Until you give me 15, and, and maybe it's just an odd number, like maybe that, maybe it's 16, but it needs to be more than it is <laughs> until until it's, it's not enough. I mean, so, how crazy is that? They're laying two touchdowns, and, and I'm right yeah. there with you. Like, that's not enough to get me interested in the other side, yeah. even though I always love playing a dog, and who doesn't like a double-digit dog? But, right. you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's just it's that wild that they're laying two touchdowns in a Final Four game, and, and it's still hard to get me interested in UCLA. Unless Zhu Zhang really lights it up. UCLA has to play a perfect game offensively, perfect game defensively, and the Zags have to have an off night. That's the only way I see it. Carl, you get to go last here. I know it's a 14-point spread, and I know you haven't made any football references yet, but are you laying or taking in this game? Gonzaga minus 14. Well, the way I see it is in the winter and in the spring – there has to be at least one Bruins team that's playing well. And right now, it's not the team in Boston. So I'm actually going to take the points here. Yes. I don't think I don't think they're going to win the game. Um, but I think that they can stay close enough to be within a couple of touchdowns that I think 14 is enough for me. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take. That's that's what you have to do. And I think I don't know if that's going to happen uh, you know, when this show drops later tonight, you'll be listening to this show uh, anywhere from Australia to UK to the United States to, you know, all over the place. By the time this game tips, this line is probably not going to be 14. Um, I'm going to guess it's going to go up briefly. But as what's happened with Gonzaga so far in this tournament, the money has come against them right before the game, all three games. Uh, all, not the first game, that, that number was absurd, but the last three games. Um, the UCLA line plummeted from nine to eight um, the hour before the game. So bad guys, uh, they've been on them, against them. Uh, sharp guys, the rhombuses, the parallelograms, everybody. On the day of the game, the hour or two before, the, the books have moved the number. So I don't know which way to tell you to wait or not wait. But I know this, I'm going to be watching the game, and I hope you guys are too because it's going to be fun to watch 
And I think it sets up perfectly for that bet that our boy, uh, our boys, Mo Pearson at Heat These Takes and Alan Berg at Percent Berg put up at, bet, at win bet. Would you take Gonzaga undefeated? You could have got like 10 to 1 um, back in the day. Would you take the Zags and Baylor versus the field? That 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 price was like minus 110 or pick them or, some, or even money um, when it came out. You could end up with that thing. So, like, I want to see that thing. I, I, I want to see – the Zags play Baylor because I think Baylor can give them a game and cement the Zags' legacy that they win it. So, with all that said, I got one forty-five for the total in the Baylor or in the, in the Zags game. I am going. Believe it or not, I'm going under again. I don't think the Zags are going to score. Or I think the Zags will score eighty. I don't think that uh, we're going to get sixty from UCLA. If it's a blowout, 80 to 60 final, that's 140, less than 145. Noobs, over or under 145 in this game? I hate it because, like, I actually, you know, I always like saying I'll book the action and, like, fading what, what you know, the public convention is, what you're feeling, what other people are feeling, but I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think... Wait, you, wait you're booking me now? No, I, me? I, I'm saying whenever we do <laughs> oh. this lay and take, and you know that I always like saying, I'll book you on this one. Like, it started oh, way back oh, in okay, football okay. season. Uh, but I just, that's what I'm saying is I, I don't, with UCLA, their only hope in this game is to slow the Zags down. And the Zags are going to score, and they're going to score, and they're going to score even if you try and slow that pace down. So I just don't see how, you know, UCLA is going to be able to light their offense up enough to get over a higher number like 145, given what we've already seen in this tournament, given that it's been a dead under tournament. I think that number is high because that spreads high. You know what I mean? That that 14 right. points, how could you put that up and not have people but like if that over under was more like 130, 132, 135 and you had them laying 14, there'd be a hell of a lot more people going to rush and play it on UCLA. So I just right. th- I think this is an under game through and through. I think I think it's been an under tournament. I think under 145 that number's high and I think it's just because of like public convention thinking it should be high. Carl, you picked UCLA to win. I'm thinking if UCLA wins, the game has to stay under. Or if UCLA even keeps it close, like the game has to stay under. I don't see any other. I think that's a, you know, dog and under, favorite and over is a correlated parlay. Uh, Not in every sport, but in a lot of sports. Do you like over or under? I saw you pointing to the sky. Yeah, like then I did over the math. In this game? Okay. No, I no 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 no. I I don't know what the hell I was thinking. No, I, you gotta like. I have to like under right because, like yes. you said, you I like need the dog, dog yeah. and under. Yeah. And you know the implied score is eighty to sixty six. I don't yep. see that happening. That's right. It. I don't yep. see that happening. So yeah, it's got to be under. Um, okay. Probably probably closer to I don't know one thirty two one thirty six somewhere in that yep. number. Yeah, right. no, that's, I mean, and that's the way, like, you know, and, and like, listen, we talk about what the show is, and this is the show, and things like that, like, that's the show, we're talking it out, and you did the numbers, and you're like, okay, so, like, but we're not well, that's, preaching that's picks, show. that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> thanks, good plug, <laughs> that's my show. Talk it out, three to six, Monday through Friday, <laughs> that's, WEU, that plug, professional baby. drop right <laughs> there, talking baby. about. <laughs> Checks in that the mail, car. Right Hell there. yeah. But that's good stuff. So, all right, I guess the three of us, I have the Zags winning it all. Newbie has Houston Cougars winning it all. 
and Carl has the Baylor Bears winning it all. So we don't need to give a pick for that because you picked it in the in the brackets. That's what we have. So those are our final four winners, laying and taking. Wrap it up, tied in a buff. Means right? UCL UCLA is going to win it all. Greatest story ever. I put Go a little Walton. future on them, so there's no way they are. So, so oh, sorry, UCLA. Sorry, start one of us is winning like that. Yeah, we got to start the segment like that. Now we know he slid that in too right at the end. All right. So before we get to the baseball stuff, I want to mention that um, actually I will be at the Westgate ideally tomorrow at some point with the Book at HQ people and to get ready for March Madness by downloading the Book at Sports app, a social media platform catered just for the sports betting community. You no longer need to scroll past the content you don't want to see on other platforms. On Book It, you can follow your friends and see their bets, track your own action, purchase expert picks, post your own content, and get all the news and updates of the games you're betting on. College Hoops is full of twists and turns and unexpected upsets. Not Saturday night. Sports bettors want to know who's cashing in along the ride. Your bets, your content, your community – Download Book It Sports on the Apple and Google Play Store and make your college basketball picks now. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to see them. Uh, Live Moods will be there. Trent, Nick, David, all the boys. Uh, should be interesting. Should be a lot of fun. If you're in town, come by the Westgate. I don't know which VIP booth they have, but they have it. And I'll be there wearing my bright-ass orange-slash-pink shoes um, somewhere you'll 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 have it. Uh, see me there, along with a hat. I will have a hat on. I always have a hat on. All right, fellas. Speaking of hats, oh, oh baseball season is here, and we got our little baseball preview for the listeners new to the show. He's at newbie talks. Carl Haskell is at Carl Haskell H A S C A L L. I am the sportsbook consigliere, which is at sports BK consigliere. The show is at Cash Consid Show on Twitter. Um, you're from Philly. You're from Boston. I'm from Pittsburgh. So we're going to give our three teams over-under season wins and maybe a comment or two from there. I'll start. Pittsburgh Pirates are 1-0 and leading the NL Central. Holy shit, it's April 2nd, and we're the division leaders. I don't know how much longer I'm going to get to say that, so I'm going to say it maybe 10 more times in this segment. The division-leading Pittsburgh Pirates raised the Jolly Roger the first night of the season. Chicago, also big listeners of the show, Cubs went down. B. Howe, I didn't know you were a Cubs fan. I got you. I see you now. Cubs 0-1, Pirates 1-0. Pirates season wins 58.5. We got one already. I can't do it. I can't do it. I got to say, I want to say under so bad, but I can't do it. I think the Pirates are going to win 62-63 games. That's more than 58 and a half. We're going over. A little bit exciting. We got one win. If we can get out of April close to 500, look out. We may actually get to 70. I don't think they got a shot at winning the division, obviously. The pitching's bad. Enough of that. Let's go uh, to the next number in sequence the Boston Red Sox for the first time in such a long time, their total is 79 or 78 and a half, which means Carl, 
you would be betting whether the Red Sox are going to be 500. Yes or no, 81 and 81. Are you going over or under 78? Let's call it 79 for the show. 79 wins, Boston Red Sox. Mr. Boston, he's right there. Uh, Wheaties boxes with Larry Bird. I, I see all the Patriots. I don't see no Red Sox stuff, though. I don't see uh, it. it's, it's out of the frame. It's over here. Ah! It's over here. Here we go. Uh, okay. The all right. 2004 World Champions. Oh, that's nice. Holding gotta, up a Wheaties box with David Ortiz, Big Poppy. Got a 17-year-old box of Wheaties over here. Yeah. Can't wait to open that up along with that cigar someday. <laughs> we'll eat the Wheaties and smoke the cigar. But what are you doing with this season win total? Are you going over uh, or under? So, you know, I didn't I didn't work today. I didn't work my real job today. I had a day off. That's good. And I watched the Red Sox today for the first oh, time boy. in a year. I didn't watch any Red Sox last year because I couldn't I couldn't take the empty stadiums and the right. team they put together and so I watched them today. And I don't know what you guys saw about this game, but Sox started off the game with Kike Hernandez with a base hit, leadoff hitter, opening day, great way to start the day off. Just like Willie Mays Hayes. Exactly. And then two batters later, he got picked off at first base. <laughs> Just like Willie Mays Hayes. And then, and then they proceeded to get a guy on base in the third inning on a throwing error by the third baseman. Oh, boy. And they didn't get another guy on base until J.D. Martinez doubled with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. They were no hit from the first batter until the next to last batter in this game. Oh. Was Trevor Bauer pitching? Yeah, yeah, I think he was Trevor. No, it wasn't Trevor Bauer well, pitching. Was, were they playing uh, the Yankees? <laughs> no, they were playing the one team that's picked to finish behind the Red Sox this year. The oh, that's right. The Orioles. Baltimore Orioles. Oof. Unbelievable. So they suffered a one nothing loss today, yes. and you got to watch it. Uh, it Let me guess. Three but yeah. Oh, final score yeah. three nothing. Okay. Three nothing. Yeah. Um, um, they're already a game and a half out of first place. Tampa Bay's two and zero, oh. so mm. they're already a game and a half out of first place. And I hate to say it here, but on April second, this is as close as they're going to be to first place all Oof. year long. This team oh. sucks. They wow. suck. They don't have any pitching. They don't have any hitting. They've got a great manager. I'm a big Alex Cora fan. But oh yeah. That's about where it ends. They've wow. got a good three, four, five in in Devers and Bogarts and mm. Martinez, but um, that's it. Mm. This team's terrible. So I would pick them under. Jeez, I'd probably alternate pick them total. Under, yeah, alternate total. I'd go under seventy-two with this Ooh. team. Yeah, I could really see them losing ninety games this year. Oh They're my bad. god! And that's not easy They're for bad. him to say. Like that has to hurt it's, to no. say, Carl. It hurts. But it's true. It, it's uh, bringing me back to my youth. Today, I watched a lousy team with a bunch of empty seats. It was just like the early 70s and 80s when I remember watching the games when you could walk up and sit behind the plate. Uh, this team is bad. They're very wow. bad. And to make it worse, to make it worse, LeBron James is part owner of the team. How could it get any worse? I mean, that's uh, that's perfect, right? Yeah. Like, you know, because LeBron's a big Boston guy and, you know, Boston likes LeBron, so you know it's a <laughs> natural <laughs> fit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Know? I can't wait to see him wear the Boston Red Sox it's hat. Like oil, oil, somewhere. and vinegar. It's it's yeah, a yeah, beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. I actually agree with you. Our boy Adam Burke uh, at Skating Tripods, his baseball preview is outstanding. 
Our other guy who we're going to have back on the show, we had on the show last year, Joe Sheehan, mm. um, a tremendous baseball writer, show. big follower of the show. Joe, um, you know, he, he he's still mad USC lost the basketball game. He was all excited <laughs> that USC was in it. And he, 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 he said, bite me on Twitter when I posted how much I was loving the Zags winning. And I said, Joe, USC is a football school. So, Joe, USC is still a fucking football school. But the basketball team is pretty good. I'll give you that. Anyhow, his baseball preview is amazing. And you guys should sign up for his newsletter. It's so good. But those are two respected baseball minds who say the Red Sox are going to have a down year. So, Carl's thinking right. I agree. Noobs, you got the Eagles stuff on. I mean, we're going to get to the song. And the Sixers here oh. shortly. Oh, yes, we will. The Phillies, like Harper, the Spikes. Oh, the, I, I'm oh, so glad you oh, saw him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, please. The, the kids that can sing kids, Kylie, Kelsey, and Kendall, they're big fans of the Harper shoes. Everything he does. We're personal friends with, not with Bryce, but um, with Brandon Stott, who's Bryson Stott's. Up and coming shortstop. He's going to uh-huh. play in the big leagues. Um, we got pictures with him, all this stuff. They play video games together. So we're big Philly fans. The kids have become Philly fans. Smart kids. I mean, I, I, I mean, they're you, geniuses. <laughs> somehow you got us on the Sixers. All right. And now we've already been on the Phillies. Norm's tried for 30 years, trying to get me to like Philadelphia teams. I couldn't do it. Brother Dan lives in Philly. He don't like him, although he's a Philly fan. He won't say it. Are you going over 80 and a half was the number I have. Is that, is that a correct number? 80 and yep, a half? Yep. Yeah, 80 and a half, 81. You can get it uh, okay. 81 and a half at some spots here in PA because they know people still bet yeah, over it. Yeah, they jacked it, it up, of course. Um, yeah, because, well, I mean, like, tell me why you're doing what you're doing. You're going over or under and why? Well, forget 80, you know, the the number that it's sitting at, you know, what, 81 and whatever. I mean, they want a game. I mean, I'll, I'll go over 161. They're going 162 and 0, baby. We're we're right on we're right on track, man. No, I I'm just messing with you, but I do think this year now now here's the thing. I know it was just opening day and I know and you guys know from listening to the pod that I, sometimes I can be a little bit prisoner of the moment. However, the fact that the the bullpen went in early game one after Nola gave up a two-run homer, and Nola's our guy, Nola's our ace, love the guy, and the bullpen didn't completely fuck it up. I know it's just one game, but that makes people in Philadelphia so happy because yeah. we, we have a nickname for Hector Neris. I, I, we call him Hector Nervous because anytime he <laughs> trots on out there, you're starting to sweat that that lead's going to fucking disappear. Yeah. So so the fact uh, that he actually went in there, I mean, it took Didi Gregorius making a, a Larry Fitzgerald catch to even get them to potentially <laughs> win this game. But regardless, it was just fun watching baseball again. And honestly, oh. last year in the shortened season – I could count on maybe one hand how many times I had fun watching that that team just completely mm-hmm. frustrate me. 81 means basically 500. Do they go 500? I think this is the year that they find I mean it's it's been a decade. It's been 10 long years that they have not been in the playoffs. And I think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. So to make the playoffs, you probably have to go over 500. So just yep. naturally, I'm going over and also 
Ariel Epstein, the pop, the prop queen. Yeah. She put out a video saying the Phillies are making the playoffs. I'm taking that to the bank. Ariel's the wow. bomb, man. So I, I think they go over 81 because I, I just think they make the playoffs. I, I have a feeling that this year is going to be the year. I don't know if they're going to do anything in the playoffs, but um, Bryce Harper's shoes, that's the reason why I'm picking over 81. As long as he keeps rocking the shoes, keeps rocking the man bun, I got to go with my long-haired friend there, Bryce Harper and the Phillies, over 81 wins. You kind of look like Bryce Harper. That's actually, the vibe I've been trying that. to curate. Thank you for saying that. I've God really been. Damn, you should have seen. Really so, so yesterday, I'll have to send you. I'll put it out on Twitter so people can see okay. the picture. Right. Yesterday, I was rocking. Uh, I had the Bryce Harper shirt. He has like a Pulp Fiction shirt where it's the Philly fanatic and gritty, like holding hot dog cannons. So I had oh, that. Wow. The Bryce Harper jersey, and then the Philly fanatics Bryce Harper headband. I got probably you know a good. Two compliments, which is a high number of compliments that, for me. Over. Any, yeah, over. I was going to say the number was one and a half. Yeah, exactly. So, so, oh, uh, so I was, I was rocking the whole Bryce Harper vibe. So you saying I have a Bryce Harper vibe going on? Honestly, I could shed one single tear. Thank you. I, I need the picture sent to me. I, got I already you. have the tweet planned. I got uh, you. It's already in my head. I got going. you. I'm fucking distracted from the show because I can't wait to go the next level with that picture. Listen, I tweeted a picture of me and Ariel over the weekend. She was here in town. Yep. She survived, thank goodness, because she went out with Sammy P, who I did not see because I was up coaching. And then I saw her on Friday. Sammy didn't get in until Friday night. I was up in Bullhead City in Laughlin doing my thing up there, which I'll get to at the end of the show. But she went out with John Murray, Kelly Stewart, Kelly. Yep. Sammy P, and her. And now That's Ariel, first time in Vegas – she got VIP treatment. She of got course. steak dinner. She's had a cabana at Stadium Swim and then finished it with a, a, a VIP booth at the Westgate and then flew home. That was a VIP trip. Well, like, she's the that fucking was prop an queen. MVP trip. She's the prop queen. That's what I mean. You roll well, out the red carpet for the prop queen. This is what's going to happen when you guys come, just so you know. <laughs> we're a little bit older, so I don't know if we're going to be able to roll like that the whole time. <laughs> But we're going to get all the hookups. So, you know, that's the way you need to experience Vegas. For those of you that come, reach out. I know some people. We might be able to hook some things up. The other thing we got to hook up right now is division winner playoff World Series. I'll go through mine real quick mm. without explanation. Yankees in the East, I think Tampa Bay is going to be right there. I'm not buying anything about Toronto. Brooklyn Joe, that's for you, you Yankee fan mother. I know they're good. I know they're going to win. Central, I'm going with Minnesota. Sorry, Chicago White Sox fans. I think we regress. Pitching doesn't get you there. The lineup will, but they're missing a big key. West, it's Houston or Oakland. Flip a coin. I like Oakland a little bit better, but Houston could win it. In the NL, I got Atlanta. Sorry, noobs. Sorry, the rest of you. I want to see Philly make the playoffs. I think they will. I hope they do. The Mets, the lineup still stinks. I know Lindor's there. He got the bag. You want to talk about I get bag. the bag? He That's got the bag. the bag, baby, but he ain't getting to the playoffs. Sorry, not ha not happening. Central, St. Louis for me. Um, Milwaukee, closely there behind them or beating them. Cubs, it won't be. Reds, it won't be. And the Pirates, it 100% will not be. West, Chalk, Dodgers. Padres is going to be right there. I'm going to watch every one of those games back and forth because they are going to battle. So that's my division winners. 
We'll save the, the, the pennant in the World Series. Go through yours fast. Uh, Carl, what do you got? All right, I'll go through mine real fast. Uh, AL East is going to be the MFYs. Uh, the yep. Central is going to be the Twins because I cannot see Tony La Russa staying awake for 162 <laughs> games. Um, I'm going to go with the Angels in the really? West. Yes, and this is why. Mike Trout has played, has won three Most Valuable Player awards. He has played in three playoff games. There's something wrong there. It's time for oh. Mike Trout to get into the playoffs. Uh, National League, uh, I'm with you with, with the Braves. That's a shout-out to our guy, Alvarez. So, uh, Alvarez, yep. when you do your recap tomorrow, make sure you say that I said the Braves are going to win the, uh, the NL East. Yep. Uh, Central, I am going to go with the Brewers uh, because yep. the Cardinals are kind of the uh, anti – or kind of the um, National League Yankees to me. True. So uh, I have to go against them. So I'm going with the Brewers in the Central. And then in the West, I'm going with my heart, and I'm going with the anti-Dodgers. I am going to go with San Diego okay. uh, because I think San Diego's come a long way the last couple of years, and this could be the year. Every year it seems like there's uh, one team that comes out of nowhere and, and jumps into the playoffs and makes a big run and then disappears for five or six years, and that could be the Padres this year. Do you like Don Orsillo? Uh, I love Don. Actually, I scribbled it out. I scribbled it out here. I said on my notes that I'm picking the Padres because they have the best announcer in baseball. He's fantastic. I have the Padres games here. He is the absolute best. It's one of my favorite things of having the Padres. The late, uh, great Dick Enberg was the play-by-play guy at the end of his career for the Padres. And, yeah, and he, he was losing a little bit, and then, I used to like watching the Red Sox games because of Orsillo. Orsillo's doing the Padres games now. He is amazing. One of the best. the best. Newbie, NL, AL, start with the AL. Give me your division winners from the east to mm-hmm. west. I know you're thinking about it. You're, you got your hand over your face. You really you heard what we said. You have your shot right now. Go. I did. I mean, you guys laid it out there pretty nicely, and I definitely defer to you guys on the baseball side of things. But I did put down some notes. I, I'm going Tampa Bay Rays again. You know, not really, okay. not really much reasoning for for any of these. So don't ever. Nobody take, gives a shit about. Don't ever reason. take. Yeah, don't ever take the baseball stuff to the bank for me. Um, I I think, gosh, ooh, AL Central probably. I'm gonna go. Fuck it. I'll go White Sox because who cares? There you Where, go. Why not? I'll do it for you, Dave. Yeah. Uh, Astros because they got the uh, trash cans. Plenty of them to bang on over there. Uh, <laughs> Phillies in the NL East. It's no brainer. I mean, I, oh. Braves already Are beat them. Are you worried em. about mushing it? Uh, why yeah, don't you yeah. Mush the Braves. I, I mean, I should. Too late. He mushed them. I, I should, did. but I, it's already out there. And Bryce's shoes. I just I can't I can't get them out of my off. head. So I mean, uh, uh, Brewers. Love beer. That's the reasoning there. <laughs> NL West, uh, Padres. I, I always wanted to get to the ballpark. Padres ballpark looks like a beautiful place to see a game. So I, I always like oh. to be out there. So uh, those that's my reasoning, and honestly, lock it up. I mean, that's 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 locks right there. <laughs> that's that's uh, the Padres ballpark, Petco Park, was the center of our summer vacation every year. We would center it around the Pirates' trip out west, nice. and we would go to Petco Park. Kelsey has an unbelievable story. She caught a foul ball off a 94-mile-an-hour fastball from A.J. Burnett to Yonder Alonzo. Hit her in the cheek. It made a noise like this. I missed it. It touched my thumb. To this day, I thank God every day she has no repercussions from it. It was an absolute miracle. I met the Padres president that day. They took us to the hospital. They made sure we were okay. And thank God we got the VIP treatment after that. So that was a really good story. Um, Our wrap-up on our baseball preview is going to be this. 
and I'm going to throw it to Carl for this. Probably but the most important part of the baseball preview. It is. So how do you want to go with this? This is your segment. Take it away yeah. for what we're going to talk about. So I got a little segue between baseball and the uh, Elite Eight we were talking about a little while ago. So I've got a little hot dog conversation here. We mm -hmm. went back and forth a little bit earlier in the week about how onions belong on hot dogs, and it started this whole <laughs> argument back and forth between the three of us. And it I almost think broke up the crew. Yeah, it almost broke it up did. the crew. It got it so contentious. It was almost, you know, hot dogs might be the Yoko Ono of uh, the Cat <laughs> Consideration Show. So, um, you know, we've got a little bit of digression here to get into a little bit of hot dog talk. So, first of all, I've got to say, personally, for me, there's only two ways to eat a hot dog. You're sitting in a stadium or a ballpark, or you're getting it off the grill. If you're getting a hot dog any other location other than those two places, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so, Strong. what I want to throw out to you guys is, I've got my Elite 8 hot dog toppings here, and I'm going to play lay and are taken with these wow. Elite okay. 8 hot dog toppings, but okay. disclaimer, I'm taking off the table right away, ketchup, huh. yellow mustard, relish. Ouch. If you put any of those things on a hot dog and you're old enough to ride a school bus, then you're, again, you're wrong. <laughs> I, you're I, absolutely I, wrong. I like the ketchup. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to like douse it in it, but it's a nice little no. change up. No. But I also I also no. put ketchup on my cheesesteak. So no. so that, that tells you everything you need to know ketchup about Ketchup is a PA thing. Like we, in Pittsburgh, Heights 57, you put ketchup on pretty much everything. You kind of are grow up and the, you, well, you your grandmother make. makes you put ketchup on your eggs. They literally you pour fucking Heinz into the stadium when they score fucking touchdowns. It's, right. a, it's yeah. obligatory. So like ketchup's, ketchup's a tough one for me because I like ketchup sometimes. Uh, I'll mix ketchup and mustard, you know, obviously dark mustard. There's no, Yellow mustard is definitely a ne never, no, no, like not even in desperation. You just don't do it. But ketchup, what else are you taking off the list? Yellow mustard. Absolutely. Yeah, yellow I'm, mustard. Fine with never. Absolutely I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And what else? I took relish off, but I could I could be talked into relish. I actually uh, have pickles on here separately, yeah, so I guess relish. they kind of go hand in hand. Okay, relish is is I it? Take it what about chili? Like is no, chili no, 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 no. I just took okay. those three off the board. Okay. We'll, right. we'll get to chili. Hold on a second. Go. I like that. You All right, here's our list. Yep. Uh, we'll go around the table. Lay in a taken. Ready? All right. First item: barbecue sauce on a hot dog. Newbie, taking it or leaving Fuck it? Fuck no. Yeah, I mean, forget. Oh. I mean, if you. Forget putting ketchup on a hot dog. If you're putting barbecue sauce on a hot dog, get a fucking straight jacket. That that is uh, that is insanity. And so what is this? Leave it or eat it? Is this leave it or eat it? Leave it or eat it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm I'm fucking leaving it. You can leave it. Though. I don't like fucking barbecue sauce pretty much on anything unless it's like really like ribs or some shit. Wings. Yep. Definitely put on no hot dog. Leave it. All right. I will tell you that I will brush the barbecue sauce on the hot dog on the grill while it's being cooked so it oh. caramelizes nice on the oh. dog. But taking it out of the bottle and putting it on the hot dog, absolutely not. Fucking Batman. Unbelievable. <laughs> Brushing oh, the man. hot dog. That's the Carl Haskell distance difference. I'm going to brush the hot dogs to caramelize it. <laughs> A walking thesaurus. Uh. That's right. All right. Dave, we'll go to you on this one since you brought it up. Chili. Does chili go on a hot dog? Absolutely not. Chili is its own thing. It goes in a bowl, and it's a separate thing. Leave it. That's for somebody else. I don't want chili on a dog. Newbie? 
I mean, dogs are already messy as they are, and you're going to throw chili on top of it. I'm right there with you. I love chili. I mean, chili love with it. a little oh. cheddar cheese in there. I'll go to town on that. Oh. Not on a hot dog. And don't even get me started on the psychopaths in, in Cincinnati. I'm sure they're great people. <laughs> hot dog on fucking spaghetti. That's for hey, a whole nother yeah. show. They listen to the show. I know. They like that chili. Not, I, I mean, for them, enjoy your skyline. Less right. for me. I'll eat mine in a bowl. That's, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm with you. No chili on a on a hot dog. Absolutely not. But hand in hand with chili, cheese on a hot dog, cheese dogs, newbie. Yes or no? I it, it has to be a natural casing hot dog that's cooked on the grill. Oh, gets that real nice crispiness. Because if not, it's just a texture thing. You can't just have gooey cheese on a slimy dog at the ballpark. Forget about it. Cheddar cheese though, sprinkled on top of a of a crispy natural casing. I could do it every now and then. I'm not putting it on my hot dog. It's not a mainstay for me, but I, I'd eat it. I'm not. I'm not leaving that one. Leave it. That's for some. Some uh, like pepper jack cheese. I might even explore a, a possibility, but I don't know if I've ever had cheese on a hot dog up to this point. And I'm 50. I don't think I'm ready to start. Leave it. <laughs> yep. The only way, and here I here I go again, but the only way I do this is when I'm cooking on the grill and I've got the dogs on the grill already and I go in the kitchen and realize there's no buns. Then I'll grab a piece of cheddar or a piece of provolone and I'll wrap the hot dog up oh. in cheese and I'll eat it that way. He's fucking MacGyver. He's fucking MacGyver of the fucking roast and hot dogs. I can't wait to come to fucking Haskell Manor and have this fucking guy make some grill shit. That's outstanding. Who hey, would have even thought of the that? The MacGyver of hot dogs. We could talk about this when the show is over, but the Phillies are coming to Fenway the weekend after 4th of July. Oh, this year. oh shit. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Put it in the notes. (laughs) Put it in the book. All right, next. That's three. Let's go to the next one real quick. Jalapenos on a hot dog, yes or no? Newbie. Uh, I, it's another one that, like, with the cheese. I'm not going to do it all the time, but if somebody's like, hey, you want to try this jalapeno cheddar dog? I'm going to fuck that shit up. So I'll, I'll take that, <laughs> but I'm not going – I'm not running to put jalapenos on the dog. All right. I love jalapenos. Eat it, baby. Load That's them right. up. I've done it before at the hockey games, at the baseball games. If there's jalapenos in there, listen, I've done it with the gas station hot dogs because it's the only thing there. I've had to have a gas station hot dog. Listen, I ain't always been a consig. You know what I'm saying? You could get two hot dogs for 99 cents, and that was good. So that was a quick meal, in and out, loaded with jalapenos. Eat it. Absolutely. Anytime, put jalapenos on anything, man. Anything. Always eat it. Always yeah. eat the jalapenos. Yeah. All right. Next, and, and this one's tough for me because I get a little – I get a little gag reflex and a little bit of like the acid oh, come shit. up in my in my chest, so you know where I'm I'm taking this one or laying this one. Sauerkraut. Ugh, just even Do saying you, it. What? Sauerkraut. It's, Did, it doesn't even sound like it should be a food. Does he know who he's talking to? I mean, does where, he know where we're from? In PA born and bred, baby. You, 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 you come out of the womb, and they don't give you a bottle. They put <laughs> sauerkraut in your fucking mouth up in Pittsburgh, what man. The f- are you kidding me? Sauerkraut is double. Eat it like you no. load that shit up. You can't even see the dog. What you mount a sauerkraut that you put on a dog? Like at the South Point, they got a hot dog cart next to the sports book. It's one of the most famous hot dog carts in Vegas. Dollar twenty-five a dog. If you don't get the kraut, the lady looks at like you. You don't want the sauerkraut. So, man, I I love it. Uh, absolutely eat it and give me more on the side to make sure I finish 
to clean me out when I'm completely done with the dog. I eat all my sauerkraut on uh, on New Year's Day. Um, I'm not putting it on the dog. I'm I'm leaving the kraut. I know we're supposed to love them, Dave. I know. I know. Okay. I, 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 right. I, I, I'll, I'll turn in my uh, my Pennsylvania card. I'm not putting it on the dog. Okay. Fair enough. And for the record, I've never even tried sauerkraut. All right. Pickles. <laughs> pickles. Will you put pickles? And I'm not talking about the relish that comes at the Heinz relish that's, you know, 49 cents in the seven-gallon jug. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about an actual pickle, a whole pickle on a hot dog. Newbie. Do, yes do or you no? put uh, – wait, Carl. Do you put pickles on a hot dog? Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get. Okay. All right. No, no, no. You're you're running the show. That's when it. I like it's, 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 it's your segment. At, at, the, at the end of the segment, I'm going to ask you guys how you would make your ideal hot dog and what toppings it would look like. So we'll get to my thing with the pickles, Newbie. What do you okay. think about the pickles? I honestly, I I wouldn't be. So I'm I'm going to leave it. However, I will say, you ever stop by Chicago? Go to Portillo's. They put oh. they put tomatoes on it. They put this green relish on it. They put a hot dog or a, a, a pickle spear on it. It's it's incredible, man. And and the and the buns that they put them in are like these fucking poppy, poppy seeds. Seed oh, okay. So I'm sorry to step on you, Carl. We're really hijacking <laughs> this segment, Dave. I'm I'm leaving it, but I love the idea of it. It never even occurred to me in my life to put a pickle on a hot dog. I would say leave it, but I might eat it if you guys, you know, sell it like that. Like this Portillo's place already. Oh. I've heard I've heard our friend of the show, Jeff Davis at Junkyard, underscore oh. Junkyard, talk about this Portillo's place. We got it's, a lot of friends in Chicago yep. who I want to go and visit at some point. So obviously I'm going to have to try this place if it's yep. that good. But hell no, I don't want no pickle on my hot dog. I, I, I I'll, I'll leave it. All right. I'll, I'll take it. I'll eat the pickle on the hot dog. And newbie, you you brought 30 seconds early. I do have the notes here for the Chicago hot dog, which is yellow mustard, onion, the neon green relish, a oh. pickle spear, tomatoes, pickled sport peppers, which I think is a little bit of a tangy, zingy the... pepper. It's a little sprinkle man. of celery salt and a poppy seed roll. It's fantastic. You can actually, so they actually you... ship them. So if we have anybody Portillo's, they'll ship them. I actually got them during the pandemic. I got them shipped to my house. They teach you how to make them and everything. It's fucking incredible, man. Um, okay. So, wow, that's that, that's very this, interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I, I, we're sorry, on. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I This right, is what I'll, they I'll, look like. That was me making them at home. Shit. That was me wow. making them at home. I will get that out on Twitter too for the folks. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll get that out on Twitter too. You know, maybe somebody over at Portillo's will set us up now for we're talking. Show or something. I don't know. Now there we go. Talking. All right. All right. We got we Move got two on. things. We got two things left here. I think this one's gonna be a quick one, so we'll go around real quick on this. Spicy mustard. Absolutely that's the number one topping for me on a hot dog is the spicy mustard. Newbie. Minus nine thousand. Yeah, it's, it's Minus eat it. 9, e- e- That's e- it. Unequivocally, yes, one hundred percent makes anything better. Spicy brown on a brat will change your life as well. So yes, spicy yes. brown on anything. All right. Good. Now we can get to the one, the last one, the biggest bone of contention, which drove this segment in the first place. <laughs> Onions on a on a hot dog. I'll go first on this one. Absolutely, one hundred percent, unequivocally, yes. Onions go on a hot dog. I don't eat raw onions on almost anything, but absolutely on a hot dog. 
Dave, you can go last because I think I know your opinion, but I'm kind of interested in newbies. <laughs> it, it pairs so perfectly with the mystery meat that is in the hot dog. Everybody loves hot dogs, but nobody knows what the fuck they're made out of. Is it pork? <laughs> is it beef? Is it is it dog? Is it cat? We don't know, but we love them in America. So the thing That's is, right. is what goes better than just undiced warm onions that have been sitting out Oof. in a bowl all Oof. day long. I don't know why. I think it's because Oof. it's so fucking foul that it pairs so perfectly with it. Diced onions on a hot dog, hell yes. Another thing that I don't do all the time, I, I switch up my hot dog variety, but when the onions are sitting there at the ballpark, oh my God, I'm taking that nasty-ass scoop and putting it on the dog for sure. Uh, I don't even know what to fucking say. I thought I knew you too. I, I I I I don't I I I'm stuttering like uh, th- th- but I hate onions one really? number one I can't stand them I can't stand them um, very rarely on a cheesesteak I will get the grilled onions you need on to them. get onions on a steak oh, yeah. yeah absolutely but the thought of raw onions on a hot dog and I see people do it all the time I there's no fucking way I you can leave it I. I can't get this Portillo's thing out of my mind. Do you <laughs> eat this thing with a fork and a knife? No, or you pick fantastic. that shit up. Fucking deep throat that thing. Oh, you it fucking it goes oh. to, yeah, it's done okay. for. All right. It's done hey. for. Oh, I thought Oral got eliminated last week. Baby. What the <laughs> fuck did you just talk about? Oh, my God. Forget about the deep throat. All right. What the All hell right. is so, even that? The last question. I want to go around real quick. 15 seconds each. What do you put on your dog? What's your perfect hot dog Ooh. got on it? Newbie, go first. All right. Or I'll, go, I'll go first because yeah, I've already had time to think first. about this. Yeah, yeah. When I make the, the hot dogs at home, I'm grilling them, and I'm grilling them until there's a nice char on the mm-hmm. outside of the hot dog. I don't want to even think about the possibility of what's inside of this tube of meat that I'm going to eat. <laughs> I just want to have – I want to be positive that it's cooked very well done. <laughs> and then it goes in a Martin's potato roll. I don't oh, know if they're nationwide. Yes. But – uh, newbie knows about them. The Martin's potato rolls is the softest, most delicate roll you can get. You slap that dog in there with, I started last year with a spicy pickle, a little bit of sriracha sauce, Ooh. and the and the spicy mustard and the onions all day. Wow. It's the wow. only way to eat them. That's, How do you follow that, Noobs? What that's you got? strong. I mean, mine's, mine's just nice and basic. Like I said, Got to be a natural you're off the show. Natural casing hot dog. <laughs> natural casing is 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 what I will always remind people. Natural casing, brown mustard on there. As he said, I already had written down Martin's potato roll. I, I'm supposed to hate this guy because he's in Boston. We have the same mind. It's it's sick. Unbelievable. So it's the thing is, you take that potato roll, you butter it a little bit, and you toast that bad boy on the grill, right on the grill. So it has a nice char, Jeez. a nice crispiness. Oh. And then here's the thing: is they have uh, this season or this uh, you can get it probably anywhere. It's like Big Mac sauce, basically. Drizzle the Big Mac sauce with the brown mustard. Best hot dog you'll ever eat in your life. Okay. You, you know that's Thousand Island dressing, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> grab Thousand Island dressing and then boom, hit it. But I now I, say, you, you just blew is my it mind. Big Mac sauce, Thousand <laughs> Island dressing. I was going to say, Coral's already there. Uh, just give me a goddamn dog, put some sauerkraut on it, spicy mustard, drizzle some jalapenos in there. I'm good. I don't need much more than that. That's my, it, you got to have the brown mustard, spicy brown mustard. If you get one thing, that's the only thing you can have. It's spicy brown mustard for me. I can't eat it without it. I just have yep. to have it. So, all right, good job with that, Carl. God damn, that Beautiful. was really good. We broke down. That was a baseball preview with hot dog discussion. 
that I don't know how many other people you're going to get that on, but we don't give a shit. This is the show. Woo! This is the show. Now, pulling the goalie segment is two minutes. You only pulled a goalie, although in the NHL now they fucking pull the goalie with four minutes to go. So give me the wheel back. Um, I heard it through the grapevine, Ugh. Marvin. Gay heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> the Penguins win in Boston for the first time, maybe ever. It feels like it this week. The Flyers lost to the Sabres. They were they were minus one ninety on the road. Newbie's co-host Tyler is now he's he's the hockey guy on the show. He don't say much unless like I'm on the show, and then he starts talking. He's giving out flyers. He didn't even like the Flyers that night. They lost. Um, the other takeaway that I had, the goddamn Avalanche were minus 480 versus the Ducks. Minus 480 in a hockey game? Carl, have you ever seen a line that big for a regular season anything, let alone an NHL game? I, I can't remember. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was a Jets game that probably was that, like that because the Jets have been horrible, but not, yeah. in, a hockey, not in a hockey game. Oh, no, that's that's the highest total I've ever seen in a hockey game. And they won 5-2, so they covered it. But, I mean, newbie, the Flyers are going to make the playoffs? Fuck no. Okay. Hell no. I, I, mean, this, it. I mean, this team is at, I mean, I, I, I said that when we did our first poll in the goalie segment on the show this year. I, I said I, I don't see how this happens because – I, I mean, I want to be all behind Carter Hart, but the thing is with Philadelphia fans, they start just putting way too much stock into players before the yeah. players have done anything. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of it. You heard my love that I have for Carson Wentz, but at least he put in a year that got his team to the Super Bowl. So these people, after one year, were like acting like Carter Hart was fucking Bernie Perrant. And, and like on a young oh, kid you like said that. It. And, and oh, like, you said it, Bernie Perrault. That's what I'm saying. He was he was the legend. Oh, he was the boy. guy with the oh. fucking Jason Voorhees mask. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the fans really put this kid in a bad spot. And honestly, I mean, Giroux is way past his prime. They should have taken the C from the guy a long time ago. I like him. Is Al Giroux on the team again? What are we talking about? <laughs> we can't get away from this Al Giroux Ever, guy. ever. <laughs> they're not, they're not making, they're not making the playoffs. And, and, and oh, I you mean, said Claude Giroux. I thought yeah. you said Al Giroux. You're always What's there. You're just always What's thinking. What's going on? Yeah, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but, uh, but no, what's going on is is the Flyers. Ever since that COVID situation, they have been the team that I feared they were going to be coming into the year. Um, they're just a, they're a bad hockey team. You lose to the the okay. Sabers the way that they did, you can't do that, man. You just can't do that. Nope. All right, that's our two minute segment called "Pulling the Goalie." Brother Doug is very very excited. Not only did he beat cancer, but the Penguins beat the Bruins, and he likes to chirp at Pittsburgh Lion on the Twitter uh, thing. God forbid if the Penguins play the Bruins in the playoffs, Carl, we might have to actually make a road trip because I think I got a guy who can get us into the games in Pittsburgh if they're having fans. We might have to do a home-and-home. Home. Um, we got to get that in the budget. We'll have to make uh, that happen. Yeah, we, we, we'll we got to see if that happen. happen. But, yeah, I Brother have, Doug. I, yeah, I have to say about Brother Doug, man, I mean, you know, I knew that as the show started to grow that, you know, you get on Twitter and you start getting these Twitter trolls that are going to start chirping at you. And oh, stuff. Boy. <laughs> I had no idea that the one who was going to be chirping at me the most was going to be the brother of the host of the show. 
It's unbelievable. Uh, it is unbelievable. Just be ready. Yeah, he is the biggest homer um, that you could possibly find. Uh, they call Pittsburghers Yinzers. He is the Yinzer. I mean, he is the he leads the charge. He wears the flag strong. Penguins are his team. So good luck with that. Um, swing it basketball. Before we get to our uh, our Mount Rushmore discussion, this will be quick as well. Um, there's no better song in the NBA than the song, newbie. It's the Sixers song. Ever since you mentioned the song earlier in the show, I've just had my finger. Like, I I feel like I got carpal tunnel just hovering over the button. I've been waiting to play this all day, baby. (laughs) Play the damn song. Play the song. And... Listen, the song is, it, it, it's, it's a phenomenon. It's even better. It's even better than sexual healing. It actually is. Who, again, Marvin Gaye. I mean, seriously, how do I do it? I don't know. I got them all. And it's, it, it, it's better than sexual healing. What the Sixers are doing this basketball season. Are you kidding me? They come back from a successful road trip. Um, they, they destroyed the Cleveland Cavaliers this week. That was fun. That's a way to finish that road trip up. Now they're home. The other takeaway I got from the NBA, I got a couple here. The fucking Nets are never going to lose again. Like, seriously, the fucking Brooklyn Nets win every goddamn day. And Durant is never playing again. This guy, Kevin Durant, was on the team. He's still on the team, but he ain't on the team. He don't show up. He he. They win every game. He don't need to come back yet. Um, that has to be the collision course for the NBA Finals, or for the Eastern Conference Finals. I want to see it. The NBA wants to see it. My God, if Marcus Aldridge goes to the goddamn Nets too, like what are they trying to do? They're trying to set up the finals. But what they're not doing in the West is that the Denver Nuggets made that sneaky move and got Aaron Gordon, and now the Nuggets and the Utah Jazz, I believe, are the best teams in the West. And I can't wait to see what the L.A. teams do because that guy LeBron, he ain't playing. A.D. is not playing. The, the Lakers keep dropping down in the Western Conference standings. They ain't going to be able to turn on those switch and beat, you know, both the Nuggets and the Jazz or the Nuggets and the Clippers or whomever. Like, they got to have one series. Like, that's why that number one seed for the Sixers is so important. But news, all of that notwithstanding, our man Marvin would sing it, sexual healing, like, it's so good. <laughs> Who in the hell is going to win the NBA MVP or NBA MVP? Because Harden's out now. Yeah, like and Harden that was the ain't guy. playing the game. And that was the guy. That that was the so guy. It's got it's to be the Joker. It's got to be Jokic, yeah. right? Like Jokic, Denver Nuggets made the move. They're going to get probably the two seed now. I would be as high as the two seed. Is he the guy? Is is that the guy who you would bet? for the win the NBA MVP, or when is Joel coming back? Well, Joel is coming back. Depending on when people listen, he might already be back. He's going to be back for that Timberwolves game, baby. Ooh, so Joel Embiid. pattern, baby. That, well, I, I'm hoping that they, you know, don't don't have him fucking running out there hurting his knee again. I will literally, I, I'll, I'll have to quit. I'll have to leave my job. I'll just oh, have boy. to, I mean, I, I can't take another Joel Embiid injury. And Nobody I know can. it, and I know it, and I know it's coming. So, uh, I mean, it has to be the Joker. Unless the... The people voting on it just, you know, throw out the whole minute restrictions. They throw out the whole injuries and everything like that because 
Most people who were all on LeBron, then they saw the game that Embiid have against the Jazz, and then they diversified the portfolio. They put some futures on Embiid, then Embiid gets hurt. And then you say, well, it's got to be Harden. Then Harden gets hurt. So unless yeah. they unless they take the injuries out of it, unless they take, then I think all those th- all three of those guys that were, you know, everybody and their grandmother was hammering, I think it has to be the Joker. I mean, maybe there's some other names in the mix. I mean, none that none Spider that really. Mitchell, Spider I, Mitchell. From I don't Utah? see that. Like, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe if they Dame end time. Up, Is it Dame time? I mean, Dame time, I do. I do love Dame time. I, I, Who I, doesn't I, love yeah. Dame time? You, you got to love Dame time. Oh. But I, I, I just don't think they're doing enough there. Um, so I guess at this juncture, it would have to be Jokic. But um, you know, I. Who knows? Maybe LeBron, he ends up coming back, has one hell of a second half. If Embiid can put out a couple more 40-10 games, because even after he was out for that long, he still laps the whole entire NBA on these 40-10 and 10 games. So, I mean, if he comes back and he's masterful, he can maybe get back in the conversation. But um, last thing that I have on the NBA before we throw it to Carl is uh, Sixers without Embiid, 8-3 and three on bad. that absence. I, I mean, that's... I'll t- not even not bad. I mean, I was hoping they stay 500 on this little road trip. I, I mean, good. eight and three. I'm loving it, man. Yep. Carl, I'll give you one take on the NBA Celtics. Are we making the playoffs or are we worried about what's going on in Boston or what the hell? I mean, like, because, you know, the Bruins are a little bit scuttling right now. The Red Sox, you clearly said, I mean, we're not even going to discuss them much no. past, you know, Memorial Day. Celtics, we uh, we, we got to. Sh- what's going on there? Yeah, I don't. Uh, what's going on again? Hey, he can't what's stop going it, on. man. He can't. <laughs> he can't turn it off. He's, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, you know, I'm starting to be a little concerned that Brad Stevens is losing the team. Oh, uh, you know, it's it's something that you start wondering about. They've got talent. They, they've got two two of the best young players in the league are yep. on the same team. And and for some reason, they just can't gel. Now, Kemba's a part-time guy. He plays 30 minutes every other night or something like that. That doesn't help. But they didn't go out at the trade deadline and do, make a big splash. And I think the reason they didn't go out and make a big splash is because Danny Ainge knows this team isn't going to win. Right. So, so are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah, they might be have to be a play-in team, but they'll, they'll make the playoffs. They could even win a round, depending on what the matchup is. But that's right. as far as they're going. Right. You know, and I was high yeah. on this team at the beginning of the year. I really thought they were going to go somewhere. But, um, no, I, I'm I'm all hashtag anybody but the Nets right now. <laughs> God, I don't know. It, we, it's going to be magnanimous if it's Sixers and Nets. And, I I mean, we're going to have to talk to Norm. We're going to have to make a call. We're going to have to make a call to everybody we can. I think I want to go to a game. Like, I think I got to get to a game in Philadelphia. It's going to be go. amazing. Doing the dance, listening to the song in person, baby. Oh my God. We're going to have to bring one of the kids. They're going to have to shoot it on Woo! a video because my phone sucks. So one of the kids will have to use their good phone because, uh, you know, Alvarez, he keeps giving me shit about my picture taking with my phone. Kiss my ass, Alvarez. All right. <laughs> so we're running a little bit long, but we're going to indulge ourselves because it's, this is the show. Like, this, this is, the show. is the show. It's the show. And we got one more segment we got to discuss before we close it out with the take a minute segment. And it's the Mount Rushmore of your city. So you get one guy in each sport, NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA. Noobs, 
sometimes I do this, you know, like when we play games in the house, Kendall always gets to go first because she's the youngest. It's always says, let the youngest go first. I'm going to go to you first here for your Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia sports. It's a really hard one. There's a lot of history. Well, and that's the thing is when I was formulating my Mount Rushmore, I know the Philly fans are just going to be like, dude, what the fuck? Because I was making it personal. You know what I mean? It's always personal. This is is my personal Mount Rushmore because this is the show after all. It's the show. So uh, for me, you know, we'll start with the birds because, you know, I'm a birds guy through and through. They're, They're my number one team at the top of the list. And for me, NFL. Brian Dawkins. I mean, I love the okay. guy because here's the thing is a quote that always stuck what stuck with me from Brian Dawkins was that he went out and played every single game like he was a fan who got to suit up for one game. And Hell in yeah. Philadelphia, that's what we pride ourselves on is leave it out there on the fucking field. We're fine if we lose. We lose all the time. We're really good at it, to be honest. We're really good at getting to the end and not finishing. But if you put it all out there and put your heart and soul into the game, that's why I had to bat lead off with Brian Dawkins. Should have saved him for the last because he's my absolute favorite, but I couldn't. I love him that much. He's really probably my favorite athlete of all time. I got to meet him. He was everything I hoped he would be and more. I got to interview him, got to pick his mind, and he truly a football player through and through and a leader of men through and through. And that's what I look for in my athletes, which Absolutely. is why we pivot on over to the Sixers. You think I'm going to say trust the process and Joel Embiid, but no. It's the answer. I mean, come on. Uh, Pound pound for pound, maybe, maybe hot take here, best basketball player ever if you're going pound for pound. Now, he doesn't have the size, but he had the handles. I I mean, he was absolutely – For the people that don't know the the question, who the answer was, like who's – Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, yes. I'm just just used to everybody knowing, you know, AI. That's just in case the wives of somebody listened to the show. Yeah, I got you. Allen Iverson. But I I, People listen to the show that don't know who the answer is. (laughs) You know who the answer is, but, like, people don't know the answer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Allen Iverson. He's he's the answer to everything. But, uh, but no. I, I I know that um, you know people always like give me grief when I say that, but he was he was incredible to watch, and and the biz, and the team that made it to play the Lakers in the finals, they had no business being there. If Allen no, Iverson he, he wasn't them there, yeah, he if, carried he, them. if he wasn't on that team, I mean, he was a forty piece walk out on the floor. He didn't need any practice; just ball out, get the fresh corn rose, and ball yep. out. Allen Iverson will love the guy till I die on the baseball side of things. You and I talked about this earlier this week in our uh, a look yep. inside the book. You can find all of those on Twitter as well. He's the man. Chase Utley, world fucking champs, baby. I love love me some Chase Utley. And really, honestly, baseball fans really appreciate Chase Utley as long as he's not sliding into second and uh, gashing (laughs) people's legs and things like that. So, you know, it depends who you're going to ask. But Chase Utley, my guy through and through. And on the hockey side of things, I know I'm supposed to go back in the time capsule and all that. But my favorite flyer player ever and it's not just because he shares my name, Danny Briere. I, oh, the guy yeah. elevated his game anytime that the playoffs came around. And I'm yep. sorry, Carl, but the goal that he had against the Bruins in oh. that comeback when I was in high school, it's still like in my formative years. I, I mean, I love that guy. Another guy who I got to meet, who I got to interview. And, you know, you're always when you meet your sports here, you're a little bit worried. He lived yeah. up to all of it, so was uh, so. Th- that's my final Danny Briere on the hockey side of things. My absolute favorite hockey player ever. Incredible guy and uh, good player too. That's that's tying it up right there, boys and girls. That was really really good. Um, 
We are about one minute, 20 seconds into the show, and all the over tickets can cash on the every week <laughs> because he has not mentioned it. We know who he's going to mention in the football. I mean, we know it's already, you know, it's, it's, we know Tom Brady. Rightfully so. On, you know, it's, it's on the Mount Rushmore up there at, you know, Haskell Manor. So, you know, he is our Batman. Newbie is the Aquaman. And, you know, I go the Superman. We're kind of the super friends. That's the theme that I coined us all. But we know, I mean, I can see his picture behind you. Like, we, we know who it is. So, cash all of the over tickets. Carl, you got, I mean, you got a picture of somebody up there. You got a lot of good guys to pick from, though. Yeah. So, who is your Mount Rushmore of Boston athletes? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get the obvious one out of the way first. Um, it's obviously Brady but um, for the Patriots. But uh, out for to get a second guy up there, I got to go because Brady's obvious. Julian Edelman is just amazing mm, to me. Agree. Wow. This guy, okay. he's like, uh, I swear he's five foot two. I know he's not, but he's this little guy <laughs> who gets the shit beat out of him every yep. single game, bounces up. That game he had against the um, against the Falcons in the Super Bowl when he got practically oh. knocked out uh, and just unbelievable. But of, but of course it's Brady. Um, the other obvious one I think is uh, for the Celtics, it's obviously Larry. I mean, yep. he just was yep. – until Brady came along, this would have. Been, if Brady never came along, Larry would have been my answer for everything, uh, right? For all of these questions, because he was just the, you know, in high school watching this kid, uh, watching this guy, he was just incredible. Uh, for the Bruins, it's Cam Neely. Uh, Cam Neely was a guy who could, you know, take you in the corner and beat the ever living piss out of you, and then score a finesse goal thirty yep. seconds later on the same shift. 1994, he scored 50 goals in 44 games. Amazing. Unbelievable because of that MFR that hurt his leg the year before that. Yeah. Um, and then. Well, <laughs> wait, you, wait, are we getting, are we getting bleeped? What, what, what who, who yeah. was it? I, I, I think oh. I did call him that motherfucker like five There times. we go. Don't <laughs> hesitate. Let it go. <laughs> well, I didn't know if we were going to be on PBS sometime or anything oh, no, like not that. Yet. So. Not yet. All that right, ship has sailed. Yeah. And then. Um, for the Red Sox, you know, the, there were a lot to choose from. It Holy is, it is shit. hard. Yeah, you know, I said something, I like Boston's hard, man. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I said, you know, it might be fun for us to do our favorites in each other's cities. I like oh, that. That'll be that. We'll put that on the list. Yeah, that'll be that great. I got them all. Yeah, I have one for each one of you. Yeah. Good. Yep. So, um, you know, for the Red Sox, Ortiz was amazing to watch, and every time he was coming up, it was mm. unbelievable. And yeah. Pedroia, I said a couple weeks ago, was one of my one of my favorite players. But the guy who I watched, who just electrified the entire city every five days, was Pedro Martinez. The guy was just the, a, another oh. little guy. I mean, he wasn't. He's not the biggest guy. I think he was 180 pounds soaking wet. But the way that he pitched, and he just electrified the entire city every five days. It was incredible to watch him for as long as we got to. I was briefly, you know, it was only six or seven years, but he was just amazing to watch and uh, yep. absolutely my favorite guy on the Sox. Fantastic list, my God! I've, if if I have to make a list of Boston guys or Philly guys, like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Like you guys have, I mean, it, it, it's just so many guys. Um, and I don't know if I'm like maybe biased or not biased, but like I made the list personal too. And, uh -huh. you know, obviously the list 
starts where I'll go football, baseball, NHL, and then uh, my NBA, which is going to be kind of awkward, but you'll get it. My NFL guy is Jack Ham. Uh, Jack Ham was a Hall of Fame linebacker for the Steelers during the glory years. And he wasn't the flashy guy. He wasn't the name guy, but he was my next door neighbor for seven years. And that was included the back end of the two Super Bowl wins. He got hurt. Jack had no kids. So guess who his kids were? Me, brother Dan, and brother Doug. And I have some great childhood memories of shooting hoops with Jack Ham in my backyard. I have the greatest one of two of the greatest memories are when he came home from practice and knocked on the door and said, Hey guys, go get your football. We came outside and Bradshaw was out there. He said, go run for a run out for a pass. Terry Bradshaw threw us all a pass. Two weeks later, he knocked on the door. Hey guys, go get your football. We're like, Oh my God, Jackson, Mr. Hamster, Mr. Hamster. We go out. Lynn Swan's out there. Throw Lynn a pass. Oh, okay. So that was a little bit, uh, you know, I got to watch him play. But then we got to like hang out and shoot hoops. And he was, you know, he'd come out and throw his passes and stuff. Wow. It was amazing. Ended up going to Penn State, all kind of things. So Jack Ham for me. Baseball, Dave Parker. Dave Parker was the first guy. Uh, 1979 Pirates have a special place in my heart because it was the first team that I played baseball. I hadn't been starting to play football yet, but everybody was a Steeler fan. The Pirates won the World Series in 1979. Dave Parker was on that team. Dave Parker had an amazing arm. When you went to the Pirate games, they played the Cobra music. All of us held our hands up and tried to act like the Cobra. And he was my guy. But one of the greatest quotes ever that I realized later that I must have missed when I was a little kid was Dave Parker wore a Star of David around his neck. And one of the reporters asked him, why are you wearing a Star of David? And he said, because my name is David. And I'm a star. Are you fucking kidding me? I want to wear the star, David, right there. That is the coolest thing it's ever. Awesome. So, I mean, come on. Like, that's that's my guy. Now, NHL, Mario Lemieux. I mean, yeah. I had the pleasure of, of lucky. You know, my dad, the Big E, found a way to get a season tickets the year before. They drafted Mary Lemieux. I saw some of the worst hockey. I used to shoot hockey. I, I shot in between periods at the Penguin games. I hung out, you know, at the rink. So I got to know a lot of the ushers. And, like, that's where my dad would drop me and my brothers off. We saw a lot of hockey. Then Lemieux came. And we were like, this, this guy looks different. Like, everything's different. Oh, my God. He got the shit kicked out of him for six years. Didn't have any protection. A guy named Gary Rissling was one of the the the, the uh, enforcers. He was like five foot six. He was a tough mother, but he was not like Samenko protecting Gretzky. So I got to watch Lemieux play, and I just uh, he was to me he's still the greatest hockey player that ever lived. He was as as good or better than Gretzky. He just had, didn't have the weapons that Gretzky did to put up the numbers, but he was amazing. So my backups for that are all the French Canadian guys like Danny Briere. Like, like, you know, I mean, I loved Pierre LaRouche was my first love of all time for hockey fans. Go back and look, he signed my first hockey card and he helped tie my skates at one of my games. Cause he was there helping out, you know, drills and stuff. So Michelle Dion was a goalie. John Shabbat was a, a third line center who was a, he, he skated like Dorothy Hamill. He was unbelievable. But then the other guy, was Kevin Stevens. Kevin Stevens was a Boston guy who changed the culture. He changed everything in Pittsburgh and he was amazing. And he was 
He was my guy. I, I wanted to be, everybody wanted to be Kevin Stevens because he was our Cam Neely. He did everything that Cam Neely did. He could skate, he could score, and he could kick your ass. <laughs> my NBA guy is, is interesting because we didn't have an NBA team. So my NBA guy is Moses Guthrie. And if you guys don't know who Moses Guthrie is, that is Dr. J from the fish that saved <laughs> Pittsburgh. Are the you Pisces. kidding me? The, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pisces, Pisces was the Pittsburgh team. If you don't know what the movie Fish That Saved Pittsburgh is, do yourself a goddamn favor and go watch the Fish That Saved Pittsburgh because Dr. J was my guy because he was Moses Guthrie before he was Dr. J in my mind. I mean, there was set shot, this little short white dude that, you know, he shot it like this. He made all the shots. There was a, a chic. He wore the chic thing as he took the ball to the hole and Meadowlark Lemon was – the other guy who dished the ball out. So the fish to save Pittsburgh, Moses Guthrie, Dr. J, that was my NBA guy. Wow. That is the Mount Rushmore segment of the show. So, all right, that's going to do it uh, for everything but the take a minute. Now, we've taken 90 minutes up to this point of your time. Thank you all for listening. We love you. But, yes, absolutely. And shout out to all the boys that I do shows with. I got a guy, Dave Martinez, man. He is killing it every night with me on Sports Grid and Sirius XM 204. All the boys, Ben Stevens, Mike Blewett, um, my boy Keith Azari. I'm going to be on a show on Sunday on Sirius, Easter Sunday. They need a guest. Well, who are you going to call? Call to Consig. He always answers the fucking phone. I do. I'm going to be on a show Sunday <laughs> on there. Um, Keith Azari, Holden Kushner, and uh, uh, Scott Wetzel. Uh, th- those are the guys on the late show. Kevin. And Donnie, killing it. Um, Gabe and Cam, all of the boys, shout out to all of them for helping me continue to learn this business and get better, as well as everything we do, Newbie, on Thursdays. And Carl's like the goddamn best goddamn producer in the planet. He sends us the rundown. I mean, we just got to turn the mics on and do it. He's the rundown, tremendous. But we got to do take a minute, boys. So uh, I believe it's Carl's week to lead off this week, right? I think it is. Okay. Oh no, newbie was no, peeps last, last week. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, newbie peeps. So, newbies, yeah, newbie peeps last week. If you didn't go back and listen to the show, go back and listen to the <laughs> show because newbie was a hundred percent right. Peeps suck. In happy Easter to everybody. Enjoy your Easter basket on Sunday. I hope you don't get no peeps because peeps is terrible, garbage, terrible, garbage. Newbie ain't no peeps this week, but you know. Uh, What's it called? Let's get it on. Uh, another one. Check all his references. Let's get it on. <laughs> Marvin Gaye would sing it. You start it. You got one minute. It starts right now. Three, two, one. So Carl, much like me, loves craft beer. And, and I just, I, I've, yes. I've really enjoyed like getting into it, but there's this, this contingent of craft beer snobs that like, yeah. you know, every now and then, like when I'm at a cookout or something like that, I'll throw back like some Miller Lite or like a beer that's like a day drinking beer. And then you always have like that one fucking hipster. And I'm the one who looks like the hipster, like with the man bun and everything you would tip, pick, yeah. you would think that I'm the douchebag. That's like, what are you drinking Miller? But they have to ruin <laughs> everything. Like, like if you're a drinking all day long and you're drinking seven percent ipas 
you're going to have a bad time. If you're just hanging out and you're just, you know, relaxing, just throwing back some beers, like day drinking, you got to go with a light beer. Not every beer has to be a, a double dry hop monkey jizz IPA, and that's the way that they do it. So, like, craft beer snobs, I'm a craft beer guy through and through, but stop fucking shaming other people's beers. I have one thing for you craft beer snobs, and that is... Shut the fuck up. And that is my take a minute. <laughs> There's nothing That's wrong with Miller Lite. Right there. There's nothing wrong with Miller Lite, man. <laughs> nothing wrong hey, with it. What about what about Yingling? Oh, Yingling's good. Yeah, Yingling's all right. I don't I don't I don't dislike Yingling. I'm supposed to love it because okay. it's like 45 minutes from my house where they yeah. brew it. It's all right. It's, it's not bad. All right. Okay. Yingling's oh. a big, big fan of Yingling. Oh, yeah. Yingling. yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, when well I got done. there, Newbie, uh, keep me away from the monkey jizz beer. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That was. I'll, I won't I'll send that one on to that you. One. Yeah, the next time the I'll Sixers uh, lose to the Celtics, I I'll, I won't send that one to you. Don't worry. All right. Oh Thanks. God. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't know how many more times I got left here, but I mean, ain't that peculiar? I mean, that is another. <laughs> that is another all-timer, Marvin Gay. But listen, we got Carl Haskell at Carl Haskell. Who came with it last week? We found gold. For God's sakes, he used to tease a girl to the point where she went won, won the most gold medals. Are you kidding me? What a story that was! Spike gold I don't know medal. how you follow it up. I don't know, but you have to. And your take a minute segment. Oh wait, Carl don't start to. yet. Don't start it yet. Hold on. I, I hold on. Just give me one second. Okay. So I now got I got a wardrobe. Oh, okay. All right. Literally changing his fucking clothes. Look at this. He got, he's got an he's Andy got a Reed Hawaiian shirt on. Here we go. Carl Haskell has changed into a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> with palm trees and shit. Look at this. So now his headset is back on. The first he ever wardrobe in change in 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 in, in, uh, in, cash, in considerations cash considerations history. 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 Yeah. Yes. Um the segment starts in the new the new palm tree shirt. He looks amazing. In three, two, one. All right. So um, I don't usually do the Facebook thing. I've got an account and, you know, once in a while I'll go in and check stuff out. But my son texted me the other day and said, hey, you got to see what Dave said. And Dave is my buddy Jaws that I went and watched the Super Bowl with. My Jaws. buddy Dave. Oh, yeah. Jaws. Yeah, looks he looks like Jaworski, right? Right. For the people that don't know, Carl has a friend named Dave who looks like Ron Jaworski, like exactly yeah. like Ron yep. Jaworski. So go ahead. Yep. Continue. And he, Sorry. Once in a while, he'll post these irreverent things on his page. And he posted last night, he said, name three bands, and the three of us have never talked about music, and that might be something that we can get into some point Ooh. down the road, mm -hmm. but we've never talked about music. He said, post three bands or artists that you're sick and tired of and never want to hear again. <laughs> now, I Ooh. responded. I responded first, and I said, well, Nirvana and mm. the Chili Peppers mm. and, and Nirvana again. <laughs> um, but the, the, real, the real issue I had is that he posted his three, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, we've got the, the, the medium here where if you've, if you've got the power, use the power. Absolutely. So Dave, this, Dave, this is for you. Dave picked his three artists were Jethro Tull, eh, Dave Matthews, eh, and then the one he doesn't want to hear any more of was Jimmy Buffett. Oh. And Dave, I've known you exactly. for a very long time, but you're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. I have seen Jimmy Buffett 
15 times. For real? I've seen him. Uh, for real. I've seen him at Great Woods in Boston. I've seen him in Hartford, Connecticut. I've seen him at the Boston Garden. <laughs> and the last time I saw him was on June 13th, 2000, excuse me, June 20th, 2013, when he played a small benefit concert for the uh, – Marathon victims, the marathon bombing victims. Wow. In front of a crowd of only 900 people, and it was amazing. I am a huge parrot head. I love the, the atmosphere. I love the music. I love the party. And, Dave, you're wrong. You're That's wrong. That's my minute. There you go. Dave, look like Jaws. You're 100% wrong. Carl said so. At Carl Haskell right there. Take a minute. Whew. Take, 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 like, those three bands out. Nirvana, dead to me. That's it. Never again. I will never listen to him again. I don't even like Nirvana, so Perfect. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like Pat Pap says, I'm with you, but I ain't with you. He says that all the time. Maybe 10 to 15 times a day is maybe the over-under. Speaking of Pat Pap, I'm going to get to him in one second. My take a minute segment is going to start. Oh, wait. Before I go there, ain't that peculiar? That's another. <laughs> just another. I had to get it one more in. I got them all. That's it. I got no more left. Got all no the more. bullets are fire. That's it. Marvin Gaye ain't that peculiar. All right. Three, two, one. I always start the seg uh, segment, take a minute, with something maybe. I just want to, again, thank everyone for listening to the show. This is the show, and it's going to continue to be the show. Um, thank you guys for all the feedback. Um, the cash considerations crew is growing every day. And again, I, I, we got more people listening. We got more people following the Twitter handles growing. We're going to change some things up with, you know, add some social media things. We're going to do a lot of things. There's stuff's coming. Um, reach out, you know, um, you know, DM us, DM the show. A lot of taking a lot of calls, a lot of questions. We got people asking us to be on the show. It's the latest little twist. Um, we're going to have guests again here and there, but like this is the show. So we're thank you for indulging us in doing that. It's nothing but thanks and gratitude. Um, the show is about sports, gambling, life, and family. And that's kind of what we do here. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, um, spreading it and, you know, I don't know where it's going to go, but it's going to be a hell of a ride. It's going to be fun. Um, I am in the process of moving. So in addition to all of you that are listening to the show, I want to thank Grandma and Papa uh, in this house. Um, we're moving to a new house. They're helping and do a ton because I'm doing shows pretty much every day. Anyone that, you know, turns a mic on and will, you know, get me on, I'm saying yes to. So been busy with that. My three girls, Kylie, Kelsey, and Kendall. Um, Kids are doing a great job, and they're horses. They're moving all the shit. I've actually become the director. I'm not the laborer. It's kind of nice. Move that shit, put it in the truck, get it going. It's great. I love it, and I love all three of them dearly. They saved my life. I tell that story. Week two, it's available on YouTube. I'll tell it again probably, a, I guess, in at least a thousand times more in my life. Be glad to do it. And, of course, Mrs. Kinsig, my wife, Jessica, um, she don't listen to the show, but I have to thank her because she might listen to the show after someone tells her, oh, Dave talked about you on the show. So, Jess, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to do the show, even on a Friday night, on a Saturday morning, even late night, some nights on a Thursday. We get together every single week and do this show. So that's what we do. Um, 
Everyone in this house has an opinion, and they all like to give it. I will leave you guys with this. We don't give picks on the shows, right, Newbie? Like we talked about that a couple weeks ago on our Take a Minute. We're not a pick show, but we will give you our opinion. Mm -hmm. Everyone in this house gives me their opinion. They're members of the 2020 club. They usually give it to me after when all the vision is 2020. <laughs> but my Take a Minute segment is going to end with this. Pap Pap, who doesn't give out plays. He don't even watch a lot of sports. He watches golf. Told me, Justin, Jordan Spieth is going to win the golf this weekend. That If you have a ticket on Jordan Spieth, Papap been smoking. And I'm just letting you all know, if you don't, you probably should get one because Spieth is live. The other thing that Papap told me before the tournament, I put it on Twitter. I don't know if I said it on the show. Gonzaga is going to win it all. He did say that to me. He texted me, and now... Papap asked about the Twitter. How do I get the Twitter? Papap, Twitter is not for you. You don't need Twitter. I will tweet your picks. But Papap and Kendall both picked the Zags, and that's what's going to happen Monday night. Ooh. That is the show. That is the picks. And that is the Cash Consideration Show for the boys. Let's wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Newbie Talks at Newbie Talks, Dan Newbert, and Carl Haskell at Carl Haskell. Both of these boys co-hosts. Carl's the social media manager. Newbie's the executive producer of the show. I am Dave Sherapan, the sportsbook consigliere at SportsBK and Sig. Thank you, boys, for listening. Girls, too. We'll see you guys next week. Go Zags!